Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Christine Flowers, your take with former President Donald J. Trump arriving at that lower Manhattan courthouse this morning. This is a civil trial that wants to strip him of his ability to do business and sue him for $250 million. Hey, good morning, Dawn. Good morning. Um, I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I was I was kind of hoping you wouldn't have me on so I could listen to him more. Um, I think, <laughs> no, I wanted him to continue. I, regardless of politics, and I know it's sort of naive to say regardless of politics because everybody views Donald Trump through the prism of their own personal mm-hmm. politics, but even if you set that aside, looking at a man who has essentially, it's like, um, I'm Catholic, there is a, a saint He's a martyr. He's called uh, St. Sebastian. And anybody who knows who he is, there's always that iconic picture of him, and he's being hit from all sides by arrows. And I honestly think of Donald Trump in those terms with all of these lawsuits as the arrows, all of these charges and these accusations. Some people may say, well, those aren't unjustified arrows that are being flung at him. Regardless, there's one man, and he is the target of so many different prosecutors and civil lawsuits. And I think that he is, he's angry, justifiably so. And I think that he is incredibly articulate and able to channel that anger into a communication that all of us can understand. First of all, he explained, I think, fairly well what the procedures were and the processes that um, were the basis of this fraud charge. I I don't know if he's going to be able to defend himself based on what he was saying there. I'm sure he has some very sharp and smart attorneys who can help him with that. But he clarified it. He brought it down to a lay level where people can understand what he's talking about. And then he pivoted. And I think this is part of his genius. He's, He's so good on his feet, so good extemporaneous. Whenever you, you listen to him, you know that he's not reading from a script, and that's probably what he got from all of his years in reality television. He's so quick on his feet. And he was able to basically say, okay, here are the, here's this lawsuit, but let's look at this in a larger context. Let's look at all of the criminal indictments and allegations that have been brought against me. Is it a coincidence that this is being done on the eve of a presidential campaign? And I don't care. I've written columns about this. I don't care what you think about each particular discrete individual lawsuit against him. When you look at the critical mass and the timing of it, you cannot escape the thought that this is being done, if not 
in only because of, at least in very large part, to cripple his campaign. And there are people on both sides of the aisle that are very happy about that. And as an attorney, um, I'm angry, frankly, mm-hmm. to think that lawsuits are being used in what they call lawfare, mm-hmm. you know, warfare, lawfare, using lawsuits not for the legitimate purpose of trying to get justice, but rather for a corollary reason to stop someone from being able to run for office. That astounds me, that upsets me, and as an immigration attorney who's handled the asylum cases of people who were persecuted because of their political beliefs, including someone I just saw on Saturday in my office, it it scares me that we are creeping up to that point in this country. And honestly, there's no plausible deniability here. A lot of people are saying, well, you know, no, that's not the case. He really is guilty, blah, 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 you know, putting aside the whole issue of due process. It doesn't look good, Dawn. It mm-hmm. doesn't look good. So yeah. I liked listening to what he had to say and his passion for it. Yeah, and that's just it. He said, you know, he's coming in here to fight for his name and his reputation. I think it's significant that they're not they're not alleging that he committed any crime. So in other words, right. if you don't like that somebody says, you know, I had a neighbor who for years, I mean like 20 years was, or maybe 15 years was trying to sell, they were trying to sell their home and they're realtor after realtor. And they, everybody kept saying they're asking too much. They finally got what they wanted. So should they have been sued in a civil court? Somebody bought it, a bank approved a loan for it, etc. So there's right. The, the, right. This is not, it's important to say this was not criminal. They have nothing criminal on him. So they're trying to allege what? Yeah, I don't understand the basis of the fraud allegations, the charges. I'm, I mean, if this was a willing um, quid pro quo contractual agreement, I'm not I'm really not sure where the fraud comes in. I, I guess I have to study it a little more closely. But from what's been presented in the public sphere, I don't think the I don't think that the the plaintiffs, not the prosecutors, because you're right, it's a civil case. I don't think that the plaintiffs have a case. Yeah, because ultimately, then, do they have to sue all the banks, all the customers, yeah. right? Because it's, it's capitalism. So maybe well, capitalism is on trial. Thank you. That's exactly <laughs> it. It is the free market. People, you know, we are so entrenched in this whole idea of equity these days, yeah. of everything has to be fair with a big F. But one person's idea of fair is very different from another person's idea of fair. You know, if you work hard and you happen to be a little bit more savvy than the next person and you may have had, you may have started on third base instead of home plate and have certain advantages, that's not illegal. That's not unconstitutional. Yeah. Uh, it may be unfair, but I'm sorry, life is unfair. And unless you can prove that someone took advantage unfairly and illegally of someone else, that they defrauded them, that they took advantage of their lack of knowledge, that they that they hid information from them, you know, deliberately tried to misrepresent the value of a property or, you know, of, of their, their net worth, then I don't honestly see where, you know, there's no there there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why we're in a court of law. And we'll, we'll see what happens. I have a feeling, you know, of all the cases, and this is not a case that's going to undermine him because a civil case would not be something that could stop him from uh, from campaigning. 
but it does. It's just another one of those potholes that mm-hmm. it, they, they keep digging in front of him. So he keeps falling into it and he's hobbled and crippled yeah. in his campaign. And as he notes, and as, as everyone has, has seen, it's having the opposite effect. Yes. It's, it's sort of like his, his kryptonite or whatever. Yes. I don't know if that's the correct metaphor. It's just making him stronger. You know, that brings me to another question as we talk to attorney and uh, columnist and TV pundit uh, Christine Flowers. As you know, we think about the lawsuit that we found out about. This is a civil lawsuit being leveled against Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, right, who is somebody who's being sued by a former bodega clerk who was charged with murder. And this is Jose Alba, who stabbed an ex-con, Austin Simon, to death. He said when he was attacked in his store and he stabbed him. And, you know, tragically, there was a death here. But the the former clerk, you know, is saying, you know, I I was defending myself. I was being attacked from behind. And yet uh, Bragg goes ahead and charges him with murder. He goes to Rikers, right? He's, he's incarcerated, has to yeah. fight these charges. And so how does this kind of a civil suit um, now against, you know, a DA, the Manhattan DA, how does that, how do you view that? Well, I view it as just another nail in Bragg's reputational coffin because he's not looked at with a lot of respect by by, by most people across the country. He's not even one of those Larry Krasner types who people hate because of their their politics. I mean, Krasner and and I. I'm saying this, I'm not hiding anything. I despise Larry Krasner because of his ideology, his extremism. Um, if you guys have not seen the, um, the, the Paramount Plus docuseries that Ty Gray Hill has filmed, it just came out, called 72 uh, Seconds in Rittenhouse Square, you should, because it just, I mean, if anything, Larry Krasner comes out as the major villain in this piece. He's just horrible. But, but, but I will not say that he's not effective and he's not brilliant. He's brilliant. He's Stanford. He's a really smart man. Um, Alvin Bragg is not. <laughs> Alvin Bragg is not smart. <laughs> he's, he's not even an ideologue. He's more like um, one of those old Russian apparatchiks. He's a necessary idiot. He's someone who's in there who does the bidding of his political um, handlers. He's like this puppet. And remember how he, he wouldn't charge Trump originally. And then when, you know, sort of people started whispering in his ear and, oh, this might be good and this might be, you know, hobble his mm-hmm. campaign, then all of a sudden this ridiculous, you know, idiotic, baseless, Stormy Jones um, prosecution is is leveled against him. And everybody who's talked about this says that the new, that New York prosecution is by far the weakest of all of the cases that were brought against Donald Trump. So in terms of this lawsuit against him, I think it's just par for the course. It shows that this man is a political opportunist, not a very smart one to begin with. He never, uh, he's not articulate. He can never articulate the basis for whatever he's doing at any given moment. And so I'm cheering on this bodega owner and, and thank God, you know, Rikers Island, that's tough. Right? I've, I've, you know, that's like one of the really, it's not like the roundhouse 
here in Philly, <laughs> which is not bad. It's really, you know, I don't want to be there. But, I mean, Rikers is tough. You know, you're, you're thrown in there with killers, with child rapists, with, you know, sex traffickers. And, I mean, this poor man was defending himself. And I mm-hmm. think the vast majority of Americans supported him. And Alvin Bragg prosecuted him, obviously, because um, Alvin Bragg is one of those people who thinks that anytime someone who's trying to, to do a bad thing is killed, well, then that's evil and that's horrible. Mm-hmm. And the person who's, you know, who, who stops the evil person from doing the evil thing is the real criminal here. So, yeah, I, I think it's great. And I hope, I hope he, I hope there's a settlement against the city of New York. I hope there's, I don't know if this is a civil rights lawsuit, like a 1983 lawsuit. I'm not sure, but either way, yeah, I mean, Bragg is wrong. Yeah, he's saying, in other words, he's saying that, that Bragg is racist. And so mm. that, and he's saying that, you know, the DA in this case um, committed racial discrimination because the man who was stabbed, the ex-con, Austin Simon, Afri- African-American man, the store clerk, Jose Alba, is, he's saying, is not African-American, it's not black. Even, even though he's mm. a, uh, an, I believe, a Dominican immigrant, so I guess he's in the black and brown community, per se, but yeah. he's, he's, and I heard Trump say something like, he was saying that they're, they're racist, that, you know, the DA and so on, that the U.S., that the Attorney General, that they're racist. And I think Trump is trying to tag along, you know, on this sentiment, are these mm-hmm. so-called lawmen and women, are they racist, you know, when, when it comes to, um, you know, a, a white or brown individual who's a business person rather than an African-American or black person. That's really, really interesting. And it's, I just find it fascinating that there's this intra-racial <laughs> conflict yes. over here. We're not even talking about white people right yeah. now. We're talking about, um, you know, someone said to me the other day in, in social media, I, I made a comment about, um, oh, the, the Eddie Irizarry case. And he was questioning my ability to have a comment on it because he said I was... Uh, what was it? He said, I'm, um, melanemic, melanemic. I have less melan, melanin in my skin than I should have in order to be able to have an opinion on this. As, wow. Essentially, as a white person, I can't have an opinion on an issue that involves a Latino or an African American, a black person. He called me, yeah, melanemic. And I, I said to him, I said, you don't find that vaguely racist? And he said, what's racist about it? And well, that's where the conversation ended. I was like, okay, well, we're not going to have any common ground on this. But yeah, I, that's, that's fascinating. And it, it, it's kind of interesting because it shows that there are all different levels of racism. Because I know that when you say that an, uh, a black person is racist, sometimes one of the common responses is, well, they can't be racist because racism represents a power dynamic. And if you're black, you don't have the power in the United States, which, you know, query, we had a black president, um, you know, and we have a black vice president right now. So to talk about power dynamics, I think, is a little bit naive in this day and age. But to me, you should be able to point out the bigotry, which can translate itself into racism among people who are 
traditionally the targets of that by a majority population. And so I think that this lawsuit, if that's the claim, I think it's fascinating. I really don't know because I don't, I don't know what Alvin Bragg's history is mm-hmm. with um, Latino communities um, or white communities or black communities for that matter. But I'll, I'll be interested in seeing how that one pans out. Yeah, I, you know, I think um, as we watch this, it'll be interesting to see as far as the DA being sued, Alvin Bragg being sued, and then Trump kind of echoing the words within Jose Alba's lawsuit as a business owner. So will the media report on that or tie that together? We shall see. But until next time, my friend, Christine Flowers, thank you so much. Thanks, my dear. You take care. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 